morning. My name is Georgina. I am a clinical behaviour analyst and a PhD researcher specialising in the field of habit um, with some neuroscience thrown in. Um, I also have a, a degree in medical biochemistry with an honours in physiology, so I have a very unique skill set. Um, my interest is um, the mechanism by which we habitually respond um, and I'm going to be bringing to you some a bite-sized podcast because actually I think it's too long to talk for sort of half an hour or so on a subject unless I have a, a guest in. So today I just wanted to give you a bit of a lowdown on stress, impulse control, compulsion um, and a tip to help you continue through your day, a kind of a visualisation tip. So first of all, stress, um, which I don't have a good definition of stress actually, I'm going to say any cognitive distractor or any distractor, so if you've got things on your mind and you're trying to continue on, um, sometimes you find it difficult to focus and concentrate. And it's usually through those times that we will find ourselves engaging in automatic behaviours. So you've probably been in the car and uh, been driving somewhere and you know you've got to go somewhere, you've got something on your mind and your indicator automatically turns to go right and that's your usual route but you're going somewhere else. So that's a, an example of a, an automatic behaviour which is not under your conscious control, that's a whole area of philosophy. So one of the things that I'm looking at is the psychological um, substrates. Um, are they substrates? I'm going to say cofactors. Basically things like impulse control, compulsion. Um, and what's really interesting is that you kind of feel that impulse and compulsion are two sort of separate things. So if you've got a kind of an impulse control disorder, you have a problem with not being able to stop yourself from initiating a behaviour. So initiating means starting it. But then when you've got the compulsion, you can't stop it. Um, what a world of pain psychologically unfortunate thing is your brain doesn't know that those things are wrong in terms of your life is falling apart around you um, especially when you're you know sort of facing addiction or sort of bad habits that are really getting out of control so um, that's an interesting area for me to be looking at but what I'm particularly interested in from a sort of a treatment perspective is relational framing and um, acceptance and commitment therapy. Now, the, the, it's, this is a huge area. I don't have time to go into massive detail here, um, and I'm still learning. But this kind of... The whole thought process that goes with impulse control and compulsion is bi-directional. Um, and I'm going to probably have an argument quite soon with some of the researchers in the field of RFT, but I believe that there, there are specific 
cues in the environment? Well, we do know that, that behaviour is led by the context. Um, it's elicited. Um, but I would say that there is a stimulus which activates a series of other arbitrary relations. In, and what I mean by arbitrary is sort of thought processes that perhaps have been linked in in your own brains to, um, to, to give you these thought processes. And they could be tied in with things like your self-esteem and feelings of, you know, sort of not feeling valuable. Anyway, I digress. So one of the things that you can do is, let's say we're walking around and we've got all this sort of stuff going on, all this sort of stress. And what we're trying to do is we're walking around and we're trying to stop the stress. We're like, I just don't want this stress anymore. I want it to go. I'm not happy. All of these labels associated with the stress. I'm stressed. I'm not happy. Well, okay, fine. Let's say that you're not happy. Let's say those things are going on. So if you imagine that your stress or your your negative things that are going on are a boy in the in the water, and you're let's say you're swimming along, and the and all the time you've got this boy in front of you, which represents your stress. And you try to control your stress. And when you try to control your stress, you are effectively trying to hold that boy underwater. And what that is doing is using all of your energy trying to control the stress. When in actual fact, you can swim along and just go, oh, hello, boy, there's, there's, there's the stress. That's there. Okay, well, that's that then. I'm going to continue on. Um, you know, you might want to sit and look at it at some point. Or I, I just think that sort of psychologically, we don't have to feel that we're pushing that boy underwater all the time. Just let it be. I've got an impulse control disorder. When, when, that's the problem. We're labelling people with impulse control disorders and that's called top-down processing and this is why the DSM is not useful I think we need to work it into our plan but it's not it's been scientifically disproven that these labels and people calling people narcissist and OCD and all this stuff just just really possibly useful for maybe from a humor perspective at some points or just maybe for people to socialize I don't know how people socialize these days but those labels are not useful and um, they're not they're not helpful so your entire behavior suite is not because you have an impulse control disorder the other thing the quick tip that I'm going to give you with um, impulses and we all have them um, with impulses what does help is to have a routine and to have kind of expectancy built into your daily life and that will help with your impulse impulses so you might want to sit in the morning and do a day plan or a rough a rough plan of of where you want to go or you might want to do a bit more of a long-term plan and then 
um, work your sort of daily goals into that. Anyway, I hope everyone has a great day and I'll be back soon with some more tips. So thank you for listening.